thought we understood about taking care of our valuables. Valuable? It was a piece of junk. Well, if that's how you feel about a gift from your parents, I don't see giving you a new one for your birthday. I don't want a new bike. I want my own room. I'm warning you, you're on thin ice as it is about the bike. You know what I want? What I want is my own house. My rules. My money. That's it, young man. Until further notice, you're grounded. This kid's talking a pretty big game for wanting this, that, and the other thing with having zero dollars to his name, Drew. He had six tokens, I believe. Yes. Did he have a token left over from Which the Beast Park? He spent yeah. so terribly. He mismanaged the tokens so that he probably had one left over because the minimum use is three. You can't save those, Drew. You can't. Yeah. No. You can't take them with you. It's like go play skee ball or something. <laughs> You'll have to try to trade it if you know some really good yeah. accounting skills. So if you forgot who we are, this is the last row, <laughs> the podcast. Yeah, we're the, still here. The podcast. We're still around. We're still here. Still living. Bad way still alive. I'm alive. Surprisingly, I'm Barely. sure people thought we were off the face of the earth. We've got some back problems over here. Just taking care of life. It's been it's been a little hectic. Stop making excuses for us, Drew. But we're still the here. We're still hosts. we're still going. We're bad. We're bad posts. But we're here. We're going to be more consistent now. Our website's thelastrowpodcast.com. If you forgot what that looked like, don't make excuse, don't 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 make promises you can't keep true. At the la- right. at the last row pod on Twitter, we get a lot of Twitter action. We've got some great people writing to us on Twitter. Facebook.com slash the last row pod, Google Plus, iTunes. We got another revised iTunes review. I don't think it's a new one, but we got a revised one. I'll read it later. Okay. And we're also on Google Plus, Google Play. Subscribe on iTunes. Leave us a review if you haven't had the chance to. Thank you to everybody that's done so so far. Bowery, it's good to be back in Last Row Studios. Ah, yes. Even though we're here every Monday for Bauer Hour. (laughs) (laughs) Shameless plug for our other podcast that we do with our friend Ty, Bauer Hour, if you're into 24. That's taking a lot of our time these days, so we're trying to do both. So apologies for the weird schedule these days, but we're back. Anyway, episode 57. Let's get down to business, Drew. I'm writing you a check, bad way. A blank check. I'm, so, I'm signing it, but I'm not putting an amount. Don't put the amount it's in. It's up to you. It's priceless. You you choose how much you want to take from my account. What did you think of this movie growing up? Because obviously everyone who's listening to this show with like fond memories of blank check from the childhood. What was your experience growing up with this movie? How did you come across it? I have very fond memories of this. I remember we talked about a little known rental shop called West, West, Coast, West Video Coast Video from yeah. the town that we we came up yeah. in. My dad rented this one day after work. I vividly remember watching this with my brother. I watched it multiple times. I, I really, really like this movie. I'll leave it to you to tell me how well you, you thought it held up. Uh-huh. I'll answer that after. But I have very fond and vivid memories of this and the mansion that the kid lives in, the go-kart track, all the stuff he buys. Like, yeah. I love this movie growing up. I just want to go back to your dad being at West Coast Video. Like, does, <laughs> did, did you tell him to get this movie? Or no, does no, he no. Just, does he, he just come home with these he movies? He picked it out. He's like, oh, it's uh, my little one Drew here. He must, yeah. He'll really love this movie about this boy who learns a lesson about money. <laughs> no, I don't think that was his intention. Think it was his intention to teach you <laughs> no, about money? No, Was it? I don't think that was his intention. He no. was... Not like Preston's dad? No, no. My dad was, he nailed the the movie rentals growing up. Is like, he a good picker? He, he was very sporadic yeah. with when he would come home with a movie yeah. because obviously I was too young to go rent it myself, but he would rent some really good movies. And then we got into the action movie kick, which is part of why our show always does those. But I remember watching this because he rented it and I thought yeah. he nailed it. It was a great- Did he, 
Did he watch the movies with you or did he just... No, he watched it with us. Here he goes, sit down and shut up for two hours, watch this movie. He he watched it with us. It was like like a fun event, right? Family Friday. It wasn't like, you know, let's get together and play board games or anything, but it was like, yeah, let's watch this movie together. So it was fun. It was good. What's yours? I remember exactly where I was when I watched this movie. And I'm pretty sure I watched it just one time when I was a kid, but it stayed with me that whole time. It lingered? Yeah. Um, I was at my cousin's house, my cousin Bill. We were in his bedroom. Bill Badway? We had two movies. It was Blank Check, and it was Blue Chips, the Shaquille O'Neal movie. I never Nick saw Nolte. that. And that's not a kid's movie, but we were basketball fans. We were huge basketball fans. Well, you got to watch it. Yeah. And uh, Shaq was my favorite player, so we watched that. I wouldn't say it's not for kids, but it's not for kids. <laughs> because of violence or nudity? There or... might have been a boob in there. I don't even know. I, I think it was rated PG-13. Was it just one boob, or was it both? It was, I think there was a stripper. I might be confusing that with He Got Game, actually. <laughs> so I don't know if there was a boob in there. I'll just pretend that there was, you know? <laughs> I don't know. There but probably was. Anyway, we had those two movies. We watched them both. And Blind Check, obviously, we loved. Looking back on it, I felt like there was more time in the mansion than there was. Yes, I agree with that. You know, as a kid, I was thinking like, oh man, like the movie's like he was in the mansion having a good time. I totally Really, that was that. just a montage, right? Yes. But watching this movie now, today, it was better than I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be hard to watch. I 100,000% yeah. agree with you. I thought it was going to be a shit fest and I thought I was going to have to like stay awake. It actually held my attention. It's so hard these right? days. Uh, do you feel the same way? No, because the the whole time I was watching, getting ready to watch this, right, we put it out on the interwebs on our website and, and everywhere, and people were really excited that we were going to do this one because it's a '90s movie and we do yeah. a lot of '90s movies. But reading reviews and stuff, kind of new reviews, new reviews. I thought that this movie was going to suck so bad and it wasn't going to hold up because I haven't seen it in a long time. And you can watch it on Hulu for free if you have Hulu right now. Yes. And that's how we watched it. Yes. It was so much was better free? than I thought it was going to be going back into it. I thought it was going to be hard to watch and it wasn't. So I pulled these reviews from Flickster, which is an app based off of Rotten Tomatoes. What what website? So Excuse we're, me? Uh, we're back in Rotten Tomatoes, Excuse by me? the way. We're going back. We're back in? We're back in. Because no, no. they closed down the IMDb message because boards. It's, no, I, no, no. It's because, A, they closed down the IMDb message boards, and B, you bring up Rotten Tomatoes every single <laughs> goddamn episode that I'm <laughs> sick of correcting you on. So we're just back, all right? We're back. It's, it's off the it's off yeah. the blacklist. Yeah, we're off the blacklist. But don't quote the freaking percentages, okay. please. Do I won't, I won't do that. I'll do. I'll just. I'll name something else. Yeah. So here are some reviews. So they may not have been so kind as we are to uh, current viewings. And these right? are all recent reviews. You I said? guess I don't. They didn't have. Uh, they didn't have years to them. So we'll go with the first one. This is from Lucas Martins. He writes, "If you loved Home Alone, you're still gonna hate Blake." <laughs> That's ridiculous. Uh, that's a good twist. That I review had a good coming. twist to it. A Shemelanian twist. I didn't. <laughs> One and a half stars. What? So he didn't hate it that much to give it zero star. What's it? What's the minimum? Is it minimum? I think is it zero? I think four is the max. Zero is the minimum. So you can give it zero on there. Yeah. All right. No stars you could give. All right, Lucas. One and a half stars. Kim Hong writes, douche family, stupid villains, lame jokes, worst movie ever. All right, half Kim. Star. All right. Yes, I agree with the douche family for the most part. Yeah, and yes, he's kind of the villains are kind of stupid. He made some valid statements, Drew. The jokes are not that lame, and it is certainly not. Yeah, they're kind of lame. The worst movie ever. Look, the movie's lame. Don't get me wrong, but it's good. But it's like you know, I don't know. There's something. There's a, a charm to it. There's a charm to it. Juan Chacarino, I butchered that name. Just- <laughs> a home alone, a likeness, sick. That has gone so terribly wrong that its humor is pathetic. F. Half star. 
So wait, F should be zero star. A half star is an F, Drew. Yeah, but it's that's like a, a D minus. No, it's an F. D, D minus. You don't get a full star, it's an F. Zero is F you don't, to me. You'll pass. You failed. You, you still got something. Justin Katsopoulos. No relation. No relation. <laughs> we needed to say it. It's been too long since I've seen this for me to give a legitimate comment. Three stars. Wait, so you get... <laughs> I'm shaking my head here. So he can't comment on whether it's good or not, but he's going to say it's three out of four or five. Look, he, he's not committed enough to write a review. He doesn't have time to watch the movie, but he's going to give it three stars. He's going to give it the benefit of the doubt. All right. Three stars. But, okay, Justin, Jesse, Gitsopoulos. <laughs> and finally, Skylar Bartels says, it's a comedy. One and a half stars. That's it. That's Just it? it. It's a comedy. I mean, that is factually it's correct. It's factually correct. It is a comedy. It is a comedy. Slash crime slash family film. Blank check, 1994, directed by the inept Rupert <laughs> Wainwright. Inept? <laughs> Drew, you got to edit this thing. No. Though. It's Steve, not... Yeah. Steven Seagal Ghost wrote this movie. <laughs> he was unhappy with the directing job of this. We did that We did that Seagal movie like a month ago. You got to edit this. I'm just going to... keep reading it. I'm, I'm like... Yes. I'm like, uh, what's his name? I'm like Ron Burgundy. I'll read what's all the time. I'm Ron Burgundy. I'm going to keep putting that in there, but I'm not going to put it all the time. I'm going to see yeah. if you see it. I am Ron Burgundy. I will read what's all the time. <laughs> IMDb 5.2 out of 10. 12 can I, year old. Can I put right. the Rotten Tomato score on here again? No. We're not? Absolutely not. What if I take the percentage off and just say out of 100? Yeah, if that's like, a, a, I'll think it's a score. If you want to trick me. Like 97 out of 100. I thought I could trust you. All right. 12 year old Preston Waters? Waiters? Waters. Waters. Waters is, is tired of his pain in the butt brothers and stingy parents. One day, <laughs> rich. I'm sorry, you got me with that. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, Drew. <laughs> a rich but convicted money. A rich but convicted. But, but convicted. He's but convicted. Oh, we're going <laughs> launderer. No, no, he he. He wrote while. it weird. He wrote it weird. It's been a while, people. No, this is this is an IMDb uh, yeah. plot synopsis, is it not? It's That's been a why. While. This is an amateur writing this, so <laughs> I can't read it. It's been a while. Launderer by the name of Quigley. We'll Terrible get, name. We'll get to Quigley later. Nearly kills him in a parking lot and gives him, by mistake, a blank check. I don't think that was a mistake. I think it was on purpose, and I don't think he nearly killed him. But we'll talk about that. He nearly killed him, Drew. So Preston boots up his computer makes out the check for $1 million cash money, comes up with the pseudonym of Macintosh, and starts to spend it. But Quigley wants his money back. It was supposed to be cashed by another man with a blank check. and had too much information. I'm not reading all of it. You need to keep reading it. Just keep going. Skip to the end. Can, Quig- can Preston keep up the facade? Will Quigley and his goons get their money back? And will Preston learn how valuable money really is? This reminds me of that, like when they have all these questions on the end. Yeah. Like there's this really funny show that I watch on History Channel sometimes. It's called The Curse of Oak Island. Oh, yeah. And the, the narrator is amazing. He's like, a 17th century Spanish gold coin on Oak Island? Could it be? Could it be? <laughs> Could it be a blank check? Will they find it? <laughs> That's what it reminds me of. That was written by Newton Hates. And Heights? Just... Uh, Hopefully that was his last because that was terrible. I mean, and, look, it's far from the worst that we've got. And maybe uh, hopefully our Ted listeners are probably down to six because they it, probably quit. We it's been ten minutes. We haven't I even know. gotten there yet. We're talking so about other movies, so I, I don't know. So let's do this. Preston, main character. What do we know about him? 
Terrible with his money. Bad with his money. He's got no money. Foreshadowing future events at the beginning. He hates his parents, wants his brothers to die. I'm pretty sure that was on he, his to-do list. Yeah, he did knock off his brothers is number one on his to-do birthday list. And when I hear knock off, yeah. I'm thinking like, you know, he's going to hire a hitman when he gets a million dollars. Do you think like he meant in the movie like knock off as in like t- take them off their pedestal? No, I think he meant kill them. Do you really think he literally meant kill them? Yes. You didn't think it was just poorly worded I, by the writers? I think he meant that he wanted to knock them off. Knock the, murder them. Yes. What is that called? It's not like, like, you know, murder reg- for hire. Regicide is, is when you, like, there's a, <laughs> is when you kill the queen and like a parenticide. That's Wait, not a real thing. I don't <laughs> 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 Brother side, brother side, simple side. There's a word for it. I don't know it. It's called murder. We're not drunk. I promise you. We're it's stone called cold murder. sober. By the way, people. Yeah, we haven't done this in a while. It's, it's called murder. I think murder side. Murder. <laughs> broken side. It's broken side. That's what it's called. No, but he doesn't know what he wants to do. He wants his brothers to die. He definitely just he's pissed at his parents because they're just riding his ass about how they he do. needs to get a job. This kid's like seven years old. Yeah. How's he going to get a job? First of all, he's 12. That's seven. <laughs> he looks like he he's seven. He could make some money. His brothers like- are very successful. Hand and foot. What the hell is that about? Hand and foot. So the brothers have this business Sounds like a massage joint. <laughs> hand and foot. See, if you had a keen eye, you would see their t-shirt. The back of their t-shirt says they do odd jobs. They do odd yeah, jobs. Yeah, I'll bet, I'll bet they're odd. All day, all jobs. All kinds of hand and foot jobs. So the parents take Preston's part part of Preston really <laughs> there's lots of them <laughs> what can I say? anyway Preston's dad takes part of Preston's room away to use for the brother's office and this just pisses Preston off this is like the last straw what do they need they gotta, we gotta put the computer in there the Macintosh can't you so, put it on a dining room table so Preston's like I, why why are they getting all this why are they getting all this room why are you taking my space away and the dad's like well well, they're, uh, they're entrepreneurs. They're working hard. They deserve it. And I don't know if I kind of agree with his dad there. How much do you want to bet that the brothers tried to cut Preston in on the deal? Now, I know they're always like putting him down because they're a lot older than him. He could be working for their company. He could be their like kind of like bitch boy slave working for, <laughs> working for minimum wage type thing, stiffing him on the bill, cheating him on the paycheck, but still on the payroll. Like making him do the, the crappy the jobs. The crappy jobs. And he probably declined. And the dad's probably sees that and says, this kid is not motivated. I See, here's what I think. I think those brothers are a bunch of jerks. Yeah. They're a bunch of jokers. Are they twins? They look like twins. They look like Tweedledee and Tweedledum, if they're I'm like, going to be honest. What, what, are they, what do they call the twins when they're not... Uh, fraternal twins? Not for, well, they don't look alike? Yeah, non-identical. Fraternal non-identical. twins. What, 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 is it, what are the twins called when they don't look alike? They're not identical? Fraternal. They're called non-identical? Yeah, that's yeah. exactly <laughs> what it is. <laughs> so they, these guys are idiots, and they yeah. clearly don't give a crap about this kid. And maybe he's annoying. Maybe he's whining. He kind of is, and that's what we see. But I'll tell you this. There's no way in hell they were ever going to let him be part of that business because he's yeah, the little baby bro. There's there's some gutters to clean there's that they no don't want to do that they would send him up there to do. I, I, they're not going to pay him for sure. And maybe they try to do it and he quit because he's like, this that's is what I'm BS. saying. That, that's why the dad is giving him shit about money. Yeah, but if he's getting zero dollars for working, screw that dad and screw these kids. And that's why they get part of his. I think I'm on the dad's side. Here. I'm not. I, I think this kid's lazy. I think he's entitled. I think that he thinks the world is owed to him. I don't think that that is accurate, but <laughs> uh, I honestly, 
No, but, but why do you say that? Because here's here's my thought. The kid wasn't asking for money. He was trying to do stuff. He would have gotten stuff, but the kid's going to a birthday party. Who the hell knows he want? He didn't even want to go to that birthday party. The kid was a jerk, that yeah. redhead kid. So it seems like Preston doesn't have a lot of friends or any friends at all, really. Agreed. Now, I do fault the parents on this. They send the kid over there with $7, right? Was it $7? I think it was $7. Most people were sending with 20s. Yeah. And they were getting like at least 20 tokens. Yeah. So the kid doesn't have any tokens. Everyone has tokens to ride all these rides. And Preston's got to like, he's got to sit it out because he can't. The, the one roller coaster to go on is more than he's had that he it's has. Like 10 tokens. And he doesn't have a friend to say, hey, could you borrow, could you lend me a token? Like those tokens are like gold, first of all. It's going to yeah. be hard because you have to be a good friend to give away those tokens. Right. Away. And he doesn't have one of those. So it's like. The parents got to give him a 20, right? Like, what, what's what's it going to hurt them? That's what I'm saying. Like, and they, if you watch with the brother, the brothers were going out at one point and the dad's like, hey, do you need any cash? Yeah. It's like, come on. Like, they're clearly working for it. This kid is too young to have a job. Like, he may yeah. not legally be able to work. And l- this dad is kind of a shyster, too. Let's he not, is. let's not, <laughs> the IRS. Sh- let's not be sure. Yeah. Erwin <laughs> R. Erwin R. Let's not be so sure what he offers those kids. Do you need any cash? That he's expecting it to be a loan. That's what to be paid back because they're good for it because they own a business. Yeah, they're good for it. Yeah. No, they're good for it. Yeah, right. Now let me tell you this though. Like, I don't get what this dad's deal is because he could teach him the value of money by giving him an allowance, give him a dollar a week, make him save it. That's not gonna hurt this I'm guy. I'm pretty sure this kid's lazy. He's not taking the garbage out. He's not cleaning the dog. We don't know. He's that. not cutting the grass. The kid the, the Foot, 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 handed foot, handed foot, handed foot has the market quartered yeah, on cutting do. the grass and taking the trash out. You know they're doing all the chores. Oh yeah, and doing it quickly. No, I don't. I don't even know what the hell they do. So I speculated on it. Maybe earlier. there's no opportunities. Maybe it is a. Maybe it's like a. Maybe there's like a thing. It's like Preston has no opportunities to make money because handed foot is all over the place. I also feel that the mom like would like to give him money. But she doesn't want to stand up to the dad because the dad was being so mean about it. And yeah. he wasn't teaching the kid any more money. He was just, he wasn't teaching him anything about money. He was just like making the kid resent them. He wasn't teaching him the right lesson. Yeah. That's not mo- what I'm going to do to my kid. The mom was kind of in the, like the back, the, the background, right? Yeah. She wasn't, she, she didn't have say any much. say. But I will say this, after all this, you know, the kid doesn't have any money, gets yelled at, constantly berated by his father for, you know, not valuing a dollar, this, that, the other thing. But he lost part of his room. But he did get a computer in yeah. his room. That's I mean, pretty sweet. What's a computer without the internet, though? Yeah, well, you know, they <laughs> he probably, was processing words. There's probably a golf game on there, you know, chips challenge. No, you know that dad's not buying that stuff. He yeah. wants them to do business. He's going to yeah. buy them Microsoft Office or I'll tell Lotus you what, Notes. though, when, that, when they do get internet in like three years, kid's yeah. got a computer in his room. Yeah, right. Does he have a door locked? <laughs> he's gonna, Does he have a lock on that door? <laughs> he's going to he's gonna be thanking dad. Yeah, it'll take an hour to load a page. Say no more. So the parallel story that goes along with this is you see this dude walking in like a a trench or something, walking in a trench with an orange jumpsuit on and a broken off handcuff. It's the fugitive himself, Tommy Lee Jones, coming after him, Harrison Ford. Yeah. Only not as good. I kind of want to see this movie about how this guy escaped from jail. Like, first off, it's speculated that he went went to jail for money laundering. Yeah. Maybe there was something else. White collar crimes abound for Quigley. How did he escape from jail? What do you, based on the clues, he's got the yeah. jumpsuit, he's got the handcuff. How did he get out of there? I'm thinking it's, it's just like The Fugitive, where it's like there's a transport situation, bus accident, maybe he caused it, maybe juice helped. I think juice, juice helped. 
Tolok, you know, Funky Cold Medina himself. Tolok is awesome. I'm, I'm pretty sure Juice set up some kind of bus accident. That's the only way, because why else would he have cuffs on, right? Is Juice his partner or like the muscle? It's his muscle. I'm pretty sure it's his hired goon. I don't think there's any loyalty there. You know, if there's no money, there's no friendship, which is a lesson that Preston learns later in the movie. It all comes together. When we get into this, we'll, we'll maybe discuss how diabolical this guy actually is, but off the top of your head and off of what you've seen so far, where does this guy rank in the villain scale? Is he, you know, well, let's talk about some of his qualities. All right. He went to jail for money laundering. White maybe, collar. Maybe he did some murdering. Maybe he no. regicide or no. parenticide. Whatever we I'm going to get that word. There's yeah. a word for killing your parents you and look brothers. It up. There's a word for it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, so I want to know what else this guy did because on the surface, this guy's a pretty weak villain. Now, I know it's a Disney movie, so they can't get too diabolical with this guy. But, you know, he's trying to mo- launder money. He goes to this warehouse, finds a briefcase where he left a million dollars. Yes. A cold, hard million dollars in this case, gets it out, and he takes it to the banker, the fat banker. I don't remember the guy's name. And he's like, I need you to get back in the game. I need you to launder this money for me. Matricide. Matricide. Kill your parents. Like, ma- I thought that, that Matricide was, and patricide. Patri- what's patricide? Your father and mother. <laughs> patricide then, father, matricide mother. Oh, I thought matricide would like be your wife because like matrimony. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry, it was bugging me. I had to get you had it to out. You had to look it up. You had to look it up. So he goes and gets this money laundered from this dude. And he says, I'll be back here tomorrow. I'm going to send somebody to get this money. Guy's going to come with, with a check. He gives him the checkbook going to come check, cash this thing in. Give me the money. I need it by tomorrow. He threatens the guy's family too. So a little bit diabolical. A little bit. A little bit. He wouldn't commit fratricide, which is killing your brother. <laughs> What's sister? <laughs> Sisticide? I don't know what that is. It's simply fratricide. All right. Anyway, you know, I, I, this guy is not a killer at all. I mean, he... I mean, he does kind of almost kill the kid multiple times while we're trying to track him down. But in all seriousness, the, the kid stole a million dollars from him. What would you do in that situation? I mean, I'd probably get in my car and drive around a park chasing it's, him around. It's a crime of passion, really. It's like, how dare you steal my million dollars? Passicide. Right? It's, it's, it's passicide. That's yeah. what it is. It's, it's murder in the third degree? Third degree murder? No, third degree is... Is third degree worse? No, murder? I think first degree is worse. Third no, degree is third like, degree murder. It's, it's manslaughter. Yeah, yeah. It's manslaughter. It's not well, he meant to do it. Yeah. <laughs> he meant to do it. Yeah. Anyway, get a good lawyer. This guy did not commit any murders. He's not a violent criminal. He probably got taken advantage of in prison with the name Quigley. I was just going to say, with a name like with Quigley. Name like Quigley. He's not very menacing. White collar. He? This actually, the prison he was at was probably very low security. Minimum security. Minimum security. Minimum prison. security prison. That's why he got away. <laughs> they weren't paying that close attention to him. Right. And this guy's a really weak villain. If we're if we're going on the villain scale, the guy's like almost in the negatives, man. <laughs> well, look, he wears a double-breasted suit, walking around flaunting this money that he doesn't even really have yet. He's like driving this very expensive Jag. He's walking around just in broad daylight. He tries to hide from the cops in broad daylight. <laughs> it's like it's like Dominic Toretto, man. He's just hanging out with the garage door wide open, working on cars as he's a fugitive, man. This it's- guy is weak. So in the process of him trying to get this money. He hits the bike, like you mentioned, and he gives Preston a blank check. Ooh. Now, my question to you is, did he expect him to cash that check? He's like, I don't care. Name any figure you want. Or did he give it to him because he knew that it was a special checkbook and it was going to bounce? Yeah, there, there, there wasn't a real account, I believe. I believe the banker, his banker buddy, 
gave him that checkbook specifically to, you know, as the signal for your guy's going to come in with this check, with this account number on it. I'm going to burn it and I'm going to wink, wink, and I'm going to give him the sack of cash. It's not a real count. By the way, double-breasted suit you brought up. How is that ever a good idea? Like, is that coming back? With the, it you is think, coming back. But like, why? Because you, and that's the thing, like but with why? that kind of suit, you got to leave it buttoned. Because if you <laughs> see somebody walking around with that unbuttoned, it's the <laughs> biggest it's freaking just flap flapping in the wind, right? <laughs> you, you can't wear a double-breasted suit unbuttoned. It yeah. must be like flapped at all times. We got a wedding coming up next month. You go one of our friends or one of our friends Paul is getting married. I should go double breasted. You going double breasted? I should go buy one. <laughs> You're gonna look like a Zach Morris <laughs> yeah. there. You're gonna roll the sleeves up too. Oh yeah. You're gonna roll. We're gonna sleeves go no tie. Miami Vice. No tie. Miami Vice. The style. White pants. Yeah. White. I mean, it's April, so am I allowed to wear white? Because the, the bride's wearing white. Yeah, you could. Can I? Can a man wear white? No, 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 you're not allowed. Am I allowed? <laughs> you can't. That's that's a violation. Yeah, right. That's definitely a violation. Yeah. So anyway, back to the movie. He gives him this this check. I'm just. I have you in my head wearing a white suit. I'm, can I just say that I'm having a lot of fun with this episode. Lots, lots yes, of fun. It is. On. It's been a while. Doesn't yeah. it feel good to be back in the saddle? It does feel good. It feels good. Yeah. So back back to the movie. He gives him this million this check. The kid has the wherewithal to say, "I wish I had a million dollars." He yeah. writes it on the check. He uses his computing skills. Very to, good to literally skills. type it onto yeah. the check. I never would have been able to do that. What if he wrote more than a million? That it would have bounced, <laughs> but not, but not literally. It he, his, his cover would have been blown. It would have been blown. Yeah, because I said, "What if there was more than a million in the check?" And yeah. I was thinking this as it happened because it's been a while, and I forgot that he didn't actually cash the check. He just gave it to the he person, to and the they dude, took him in yeah. the back. But smart for him, especially smart for him to know how to use the computer. Oh yeah, I never would able to do that. And I thought, like, I thought it was really well done by the writers to like. The way the kid got the money was completely plausible, you know? Yeah. Like, with the whole the criminal act laundering in the, in the background, he takes the, the check up to the teller. Obviously, the teller's like, this is bullshit. I'm going to send you to the bank manager. That lady little, was so mean. Yeah, little does she know the bank manager is a fraud himself. And the guy's like, oh, th- at the time, he was he was right on time for when the he was told the guy was coming to, to cash his check. Unassuming kid shows up with the check. It's like, who's going to... Who's going to think the kid has a million dollars in his backpack? The guy's like, all right, I guess this is who they said. And he gave him the money. Like, it's it totally plausible. Is that banker related to, to the actor that plays Newman? You know, because you reminded me a lot of Jurassic Park when the guy stole the eggs and he was like bumbling through. Like, he yeah. just seemed like his brother. I'll tell you what, it, it's coincidentally you say that. It reminded me of like the scientist from Richie Rich. Yes. Who was the same guy. Same it's guy. Newman. It's Newman. Actually, no, it's not. It's not the same he, guy. He, that's they're, they're all guy. three of those guys are brothers. <laughs> they're all brothers. No relation. 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 Definitely yeah. relation. So he, he gets this money, and then like five minutes later, Juice walks in, and they even Juice. see each other in the... in the. First off, Juice is a great name for a muscle. That's a good name. See, they made it up for Quigley with Juice. Quigley, so. I guess it, it evokes the white-collar crime of like some type of banking no. fraud or something. Yeah. Definitely not menacing, though. No, I, it's just wrong it just sounds too like british and like no, there's anything wrong with that but the guy wasn't british himself <laughs> yeah i mean and don't you know quigley as like that stupid white dog i don't know who that it's is it's like a kid's show really it's like a kid's movie mr quigley it's like, oh it's quigley it's like a little poodle i don't know it's what like that he gets is. into misadventures i don't know <laughs> it's a kid's stuff that's what i think of when i hear quigley you know, I want to talk a little bit about this mix-up because juice comes in and he kind of threatens this this banker but the kid goes home 
And if you're a kid, put your, how old is this kid? 11? What do we say? 11, 11? 12. Call, call yeah. him 11 for the sake of, because he looks young. The birthday bash at the end, I think they call him 12. Okay. So yeah. he, he was turning 12. Or I counted 12 candles, all the, all the cake. Okay. He yeah. turned 12. Turned 12. If you're a kid and you get a million dollars, conveniently fit inside of his backpack, he's Perfect. walking down the street. What are you going to do with that when you get home? Me? Yeah. Or him? What are, what are you what as a, him going to do? If I had a million dollars, I would, and I was 12, shoot, probably just start buying baseball cards. I don't know. <laughs> he throws it all over the bed and starts swimming in it. That's, I mean, that's the smart thing to do. He Scrooge McDuck's it. Yeah. Now, did he lose any in the process? How much would I bet there's like 10 grand under because his bed? Because this is what I want to do here. I'm going to start tallying these purchases back. Oh. Let's, let's start to see. So assume he lost 10 grand just in that whole, the, the adventure of swimming in the money. Yes. Maybe someone in the air conditioning duct. Maybe his brother found some. But I'm going to assume he misplaced seed about money, man. 10 seed grand. Money. Yeah. He, he lost a stack. Yeah. He lost a stack. Plenty under of the stacks to, be, to have lost. And now, we need to define what a stack is What's a here. stack, Drew? Because I kind of look at a stack as like 5,000 maybe. Maybe 10? I think, I think if it's $100 10 bills, G's? a stack of hundreds is 10 Gs. 10 Gs? All right. And a stack of 20s might be five. I could okay. be way off on that. <laughs> but, I mean, it depends on how they're wrapping But if it, you're right? making stacks, it doesn't matter because stacks on stacks on stacks. <laughs> I'm assuming that his stacks are worth 10 Gs. Yeah. And accounting for inflation. So I, I did the calculations, by the way. This is, I've taken this seriously today. I went back and in 1994, he, he got a million dollars. Yeah. Can you guess how much that's worth today? One million dollars today. Yes. Count, account for inflation. Oh, so geez. if they made blank check in 2017, which I'm surprised they haven't done yet, billion and a half. One point six five million dollars. All right. So you you have like six hundred and fifty thousand dollars in inflation. So nice. big difference here. Yeah. Oh yeah. Big difference. But he immediately goes to work. What does he start doing? Well, the second he gets home, he sees the castle for sale. He's like, you know what? I need a house. It's it's one of my goals. He's got goals, and one of his goals happens to be get my own house. It's like down the street. Yeah. So he does this the first ever online auction for a house. It <laughs> happens right here in Blank <laughs> he call, Check. He calls in. Yeah. He calls in. Um, uses a robotic voice. Gives the suited in Macintosh. Looks at his computer. Oh, it's Mister Macintosh, and he's bidding with the very same Quigley that we meet earlier. He's bidding for this castle with this old couple. It looks like they're just trying to get rid of this thing. It didn't look like that bad. Is that a murder house? house? Is there a ghost in the house? Like, why are they trying to get rid of this it house? It must be murder. <laughs> because what did you say? The the value of it was what? 220? Well, there was a screenshot and it is the, the, the list price is 220. Yeah. And Quigley's lowballing these people. Like he's giving them like $130,000. That's just unacceptable. That's, that's insulting. Yeah. If you're selling your house and someone's offering you like $100,000 below value, like what the hell's that about? I think there's a ghost in the house, Drew. There's only, it's the only explanation why they're trying to get rid of it. Maybe there was regicide or, or matricide in probably there. probably fraternicide. Fraternicide, whatever it is. There definitely was regicide. It is a castle. Somebody, so, somebody yeah. died. One of the Arthurs died in there. Someone died. In the suburbs of Indianapolis. <laughs> That's where this is too, right? It's yeah, in Indianapolis. It's in Indiana. It did, I couldn't place it. I was like, everything's usually in a suburb of Chicago. Yeah. When it looks like a yeah. suburb neighborhood, yeah, it's, it's a good call. But you what gotta, do you think you gotta about find the, you got to find the license plate? So, how much key. would you pay for this house? Oh, it looks like a, it looks like a good two k two hundred k house. Account for inflation, right? So, yeah. assume that a million becomes one point six five here. Yeah, go back then. How how much are you willing to pay? Oh, I mean, if I only had one point six million dollars, like I would not be spending 
almost half of my money on this house. That's you could the, just buy the neighbor's house instead. Yeah, buy a regular house. But no, that's again, this is the, this is the same kid who had seven tokens and spent five of it going on the kitty ride in the carousel. It's we didn't like, even really talk about that. Yeah, so did. the kid's bad with money. Yeah. So he's like, he's not even, he's still out of breath from running home from getting the money. He's already spending $300,000 on this house. If I was that kid, and not to jump back to the beginning, he should have traded the tokens for something instead of using it to go on like a horsey wheel or whatever the yeah, heck it was. Well, he did buy cotton candy. That's like the one yeah. best purchase he and did. And then he stood in the water and got yeah. smushed. Ruined it. But so the kid, again, the kid shows bad judgment. But again, we digress. So long story short, he gets the house for what? Like 300K? Plus closing costs. Probably $100,000 over list value when it's all said and done. So what do you do when you have the house, right? You gotta fill it, man. You gotta fill it, man. So he creates this Macintosh empire, Mr. Macintosh, and he he fills it with, I don't know, so many different brands and what does he have? Coca-Cola, Nabisco. Chips Ahoy. Chips Ahoy. He's got TVs. What's, so, what's he got? What's so he got I, I took a list, right? We we took a tally as we went through this and we, we found out that the, it's actually a screenshot in the end. We'll post that on the website and yeah. on Twitter, whatever. So he paid $300,000 plus closing costs for the house. He paid immediately a thousand bucks at least, maybe a full stack a full to stack. this limo driver. Oh, he gave the limo driver a stack. It was definitely for 10 sure. Gs then. If we're yeah. saying stack is 10K, definitely. Then he gave, he went on a clothes shopping spree with the limo driver, at least a thousand dollars. I think we saw, right? Then he buys a tub of ice cream, a couple TVs, a super soaker. He buys sports equipment. <laughs> Chips Ahoy truck is at the place. A Coke truck is at the place. He buys a poolside custom installed with a hole in his office. He rents a crane to do that. He buys a security system. He buys a PA system. He buys a go-kart and go-kart tracks, multiple <sighs> go-karts. Boxing ring with boxing gloves and oversized boxing jacket. Bungee cord something. <laughs> Punch-out <laughs> arcade game. Velcro jumper. The limo driver, 24 hours a day for however many days. We'll get into that yeah, in a second. Old call limo driver. Office equipment. Bunch of, I think we counted 34 TVs in an array back before you actually had a big screen. It was like a bunch of TVs. Oh, yeah. And it was like wall. all blocked together. It's like oh, yeah. Max Headroom. 20, oh, yeah. at least 20 to 30 inch TVs. See if people got the Max Headroom reference. He got, I don't know. Let's, got, let's go deep. He got, he got the tailored suits. He has a sumo kit. I'm, I'm getting tired talking over here. <laughs> He's got a bowling ball with a with a body bowling set. Human bowling ball with the with the Atlasphere yeah. American Gladiator ball. Yeah, wild and crazy kids. Oh, so good. So so here, I don't know if you can hear this, but I'm flipping my page. <laughs> okay. Flipping my page. <clears throat> then he eventually goes on an expensive dinner, buys jewelry, buys batting cages, get, pays $10,000 for a security deposit for a party planner, and then he loses at least another stack in the park. Lose a stack in the park, get chased by Quigley. And he owes $100,000 for some party. That so, he can't pay for. That's enough. <laughs> so I know I went through that very quickly. Let's talk about this. So, yeah, I mean, like not, not to mention the montage of, of clothes shopping he went through, right? Where everyone's wearing sunglasses indoors for some reason. Yeah, it's like a 90s thing, I guess, but... It looks like Beverly Hills, but they're definitely not in Beverly they're Hills. They're in Indianapolis. Yeah. <laughs> that mall looked actually pretty cool. Yeah, oh yeah, it did. But, I mean, I, I don't I don't know if those kinds of uh, shops exist in the middle of America. This seems like Beverly Hills type stuff, New York type stuff. So, I want to ask you, because you talked about the Macintosh Empire. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about this limo driver. He picks up this kid, kid gives him a stack, and says... All right, I go wherever, right? So they go on yeah. this shopping spree, buy all the stuff that we talked about. At what point do you think this guy's thinking, what the hell's going on with this? 
Yeah. Why, like, why? who is this guy? He's ba- he's basically babysitting this kid, right? This is really weird. And he's, that's that's the word I'm going to use. He doesn't ask questions. He doesn't ask for his employer, anything like that. He's basically babysitting this kid. Like, he didn't sign up for this, and he just goes along with it. There's two angles to this, right? There's there's a limo driver and everyone that he interacts with, and then there's his family. Yeah. Don't lose the family thread, because we're going to come back to that. But he says, I'm working for Mr. McIntosh. He kind of wants me to live through the childhood that he never had or or his his he didn't have any kids so I'm kind of like his kid. Yeah. If you're the limo driver, do you have an obligation to call the police? You just got a stack though. I mean, <laughs> you might have to give that stack back does if that he does, sh- it. <laughs> does that shut you up? Yeah. <laughs> because I'm serious. Like I may feel an obligation to call the police yeah, to look know. into this. Well, like how much does a limo cost? Right? I I don't know. Can you like, how long up. did he have him? So he had him for at least, I think they said he spent the, the money in, what, six days? Assume at least two full days of limo driving, like at least two full ones, maybe a couple of hours on the side. I think he left to get ice cream at one point. Like, look up, look it up. See if we can rent a limo, because I want to know what it costs. All right, I'm looking, I found it. So you could rent a Stretch Hummer for 125 to $300 an hour an plus gratuity. That's a Hummer. <laughs> Yeah, and this is today's know. prices. So a stretched right. SUV. You want SUV? Yeah, uh, some type of SUV. Uh, one twenty-five to two hundred dollars an hour. Two hundred bucks uh, an hour. Looks like the regular limo, one hundred to one seventy-five. So let's go the low, and let's say it's a hundred dollars an hour, right? right. Back in nineteen ninety-four, what was this? Whatever this movie. So was made. how many hours? I have the calculator up. Uh, so it's so the guy. So the guy's out there all day. Call let's, it. Let's call it a shift. Eight let's hours. Call it Sixteen hours. Just sixteen it's total. Summer, the kids out of the door after breakfast. Yeah, but that shopping trip alone could have been like five hours. Yeah, I, that's I, what I'm saying. No, right. sixteen dollars, sixteen hours per day. Oh, per saying. day. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah per yeah, day. Okay. So then six days times six days. So that's ninety six hours 96, times how much? Ninety six times. We'll call it a hundred dollars an hour. Yeah, I mean Plus this is tip. this is ten ten G's right there. That's ten thousand. It's ninety six hundred. Okay, because you're doing a, you know sixteen times six thousand hundred, and then you're gonna add a tip. What do you say, like thirty percent for a limo? I don't even know oh, what it you costs. You gotta tip the limo driver or something. Good. I mean, he's doing that. So yeah. multiply that times. Yeah, you're looking at like almost fifteen thousand dollars when you start. So he owes a more up. than the stack that he gave. Yeah, him. plus that. I, I don't know. I think it's more expensive than this. Yeah, I think fifteen k is 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 undershooting it actually. Yeah, we'll call it twenty. I'm serious. If I'm this guy, I'm calling the cops because <laughs> I don't know cops. what's going on. This kid's giving me all this money. He's hanging out with some mysterious guy named Mr. McIntosh. Yeah. This is an 11 year old boy. There is precedence. If you remember Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. Yeah. Uh, which we did an episode on. It's very good, by the way. One of our early <laughs> just, ones. Not to toot Shameless horn. plug. Kim McAllister got all over New York by just simply stating, oh, yeah, I'm with my dad. Here's his credit card. He got a limo driver. He got a pizza at the limo. He, he got to the toy store. He rented a room at the Trump Plaza. Yeah. You know, all, all under the guise of I'm with my dad. Here's his credit card without any supervision. But with your, when you're with your dad, that's one thing. But when you're with a mysterious man named Mr. McIntosh, yeah. who's your quote, air quote, employer. Employer, Mr. McIntosh. That's yeah. weird. I guess it's a little different. If you're with your dad, he should have said it was his dad. That'd be more believable. But I mean, he is getting dropped off at home, not not in the castle, but in his actual house yeah. where he lives every day. So that kind of makes it better. It's, it's Yeah, but he's getting dropped off his house. So then bring his back to the parents, right? We left that thread dangling out there. Yeah. If you're the parents, shouldn't you be responsible and maybe ask some questions like, who is this guy hanging out with? That the dad's dad, so thrilled he has a job. Yeah, the dad's so happy he's making an honest buck. Or, honest a, di- buck. or a dishonest buck in yeah. this case. I mean, I'm serious. I'm not to take it into a dark place here, but 
I think that the dad should have been questioning this. He's like, oh, I, I never met this Mr. McIntosh. Have you? No, I never met him. I thought you met him. Like, don't you think they should do yeah. something? Like, so, get this guy out? I don't know. So, so based on the money, let's go back to the money thing for just a second before we wrap up and go somewhere else. Do you think, he, I mean, this is the question that you, that you have to ask. You, you, you play this question on the schoolyard after you watch this movie. Could you have spent a million dollars in a week as a kid? Could you possibly spend that much money, you yourself? I'm not saying I it can't be done, but would you yourself have been able to spend that kind of cash in one week? I, I mean, a million dollars. I mean, the lady says at one point, right? It's a million dollars isn't a lot that these days. Not what it used to be. I think it kind of was, though. Because yeah, it was. I don't, I don't know if I would have. That's the thing. I don't think the kid's so bad with his money. He, yeah, he does blow it, but he knew project management skills. He got all these trucks in here. He was yeah. walking around with a clipboard he was and a headset. pretty good with he his. He was directing. Yeah, he's pretty, he's pretty, uh, Kid has a future. Kid has a future. The kid has a future. Project planner. But no, I don't think that I could have spent a million dollars. Maybe I could have. I I mean, I probably would have bought like a couple like boxes, a box of baseball cards. I would get a couple. I would get Sega Genesis, Super Nintendo. You know, I probably spent a couple thousand dollars worth of video games. You know, and like I, I probably would have spent like a hundred grand and thought like like I would have been exhausted. You know, like I don't think I would have been able to go go to that level, man. Yeah, I wouldn't have thought to buy a house. I mean, the house was probably the biggest purchase, but not really. There's a lot of crap on this list. So to take it down the other thread that we have going in here, we have this other thing before we talk about violations, right? There's this FBI agent subplot. This is the biggest part of the movie that we need to get into right now. So we got this FBI agent who's undercover who worked at the bank where the million dollars was given, right? Shay. Her name is Shay. Shay Stanley. Shay Stanley. Yeah. Oh, she looks like a Charlie to me. <laughs> Charlie? She should have been named Charlie. She had that 90s, like, bob cut. Kind of had, like, a Nev Campbell thing going on. Yeah, she did. Right? I thought she was... She was the goon from Dumb and Dumber. You know? <laughs> I didn't realize that until I looked yeah. it up later. Yeah, I do. I remember recognized from somewhere. I couldn't call because it. Because the guy's heart pills. And then we said it, yeah. Yeah. So she's working undercover. She's looking for clues for money laundering. Obviously, she's sniffing around the right place, but she's not quite sure what's going on. Who's got this money? There's money moving. Got to figure out how, figure out where, figure out why. So try to refresh my memory. I mean, we watched it only like three days ago, right? Yeah. I can't remember how she came into contact with Preston other than him opening up a bank account. She was running at night, I think. And he drives by in the limo after his shopping spree. And she has a conversation with him. About oh yeah you know I'm working for this this guy Macintosh millionaire right? Macintosh and she, the red the red flag goes yeah. up because she thinks that Macintosh might be the person laundering yeah. this money I've never heard of this Macintosh he must be new in town he's got big money he just bought this castle I should go over there and check this place out yeah so the the alarm goes up yeah she she you know as a seasoned FBI agent as she is Charlie AKA Shay <laughs> Shay Stanley <laughs> and she's Charlie come on Charlie Stanley yeah what so what's her real name. Karen Duffy. Karen Duffy. That's such a 90s name. Speaking oh. of which, the, the IMDb page for this, the kid who plays Preston, we didn't talk about this at all. Yeah. I think he was a probably one of the best actors of all the child actors that Actually, we've had he, on this. He was not annoying. Yes, go He on. was great. The picture for this kid is so adorable. It's like, I just want to <laughs> give him a hug. You know, I just want to give the kid a hug. Like, he's so, like, it's it's an adorable yeah. child actor picture. So he stole a million dollars. How could you stay mad at him? Yeah, like, he has overalls in the picture, like, yeah. Oshkosh Bagosh. He's like a, he's just like a little, like, little cutie a little kid. guy. He's just a little guy. Yeah. But now he looks like a, 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 a pretty sure a villain. He grew into the villain scale. <laughs> he he could the be the villain scale. in yeah. the new movie. He has, like, a neck tattoo and all this he stuff. He quit acting, I would assume. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. yeah. So her name is Karen Duffy. Karen Duffy. All right, so... So she wanders over there because the kid mentions that, oh, I got some money I'm going to put into my account, but he never makes it over there because he's busy, you know, working for Macintosh. 
So she just wanders on over to the castle, you know, being a nosy cop that she is. Hey, where's Macintosh? Where's Macintosh? I want to talk to him. This guy seems like a pretty big player. I want to see if he wants to open up an account. And Preston totally got the hots for Shay. I mean, didn't you? Everyone did. I did. Everyone did. <laughs> yeah, come on. Um, so the kid smoothly goes, hey, guess what? He's not available, but I'm available. I handle all of his finances. Yeah. Very believable he handles the finances. Let's go out to dinner. Me and you one-on-one. I'll pick you up at eight. I got a limo. She says it's a date. It's a date. How could you say no? I she, The kid's got a limo, man. Money yeah. talks. Right? <laughs> Money talks. <laughs> so... Well, anyway, long story short, I know I've said long story short like 50 times <laughs> in this a, episode. Okay. It's they, they go out to this fancy restaurant. Now, Drew, I'm going to cut right to the bullshit, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. Pass the bullshit and ask you the serious question. Yes. That I'm having. How appropriate is it that this woman is out on a date with this kid? Highly inappropriate. Highly inna, right? Inna. It's inna. That's, how, that's yeah. how appropriate it is. Yeah. It's inna. Yeah. So, uh, explain the ways that this is wrong, Drew. So, first off, this kid's 11 years old. Yeah. <laughs> and he's not even 12 yet. I'm not going to, and, and let's not sugarcoat it here, okay? Let's just, let's, let's call a spade a spade. Call a spade a spade. She shows up to this date looking sexy. She didn't have to look that sexy. <laughs> she looked She hot. didn't have to, but she did. Not to be, I mean, not to be like a red-blooded, <laughs> you know, what did we call something all that one time? A, a red-blooded male here? A red-blooded male. Not to be like, you know, misogynist. I mean, she looked very beautiful. Excuse I'll me. Stop she very it. Beautiful. Yeah, she looked good. Yeah. Yeah. She she showed up to this date. She knew what she was doing. Looking very, very, very beautiful. Like she dolled up. Very you know? she dolled up and she did she knew she was going on a date with an eleven year old. She didn't I, have to wear that reveal that, revealing clothing. You know, a pantsuit would have been more yeah, appropriate. For real though. Like a Leslie Nope pantsuit. Yes. You know, and and she shows up looking looking hot. It's, Let's just call it. There's like a is. slit in the skirt. The shoulders. The were shoulders showing. are down. There's a little bit of cleave. Yeah. It's like this kid doesn't have to see this. That was like overload for this kid. I know he's got a computer in his room, but <laughs> I mean, like, he doesn't be exposed <laughs> to this yet. He take out his Polaroid yeah. camera, take a picture. <laughs> it's like, no, he, she shows up highly, highly inner. That's how appropriate yeah, it's it was. So inner. It's it was ridiculous. And they go to this fancy restaurant. He doesn't even know what the hell he's doing. It's it's like the weirdest thing. He yeah. gives her a necklace. She says she oh, can't man. accept it, but then she takes it anyway. Yeah, why? Unbelievable. How much do you think he spent? That's evidence, that? by the way. That's why she took it. It's evidence. Do we know how much he spent on that? I think on the screenshot it said uh, jewelry and dinner was like nine hundred dollars. That's it. So I'd like to imagine that it's probably like seven hundred bucks. All right. Yeah, because the dinner was it probably looked more 200. expensive. He didn't know what he doesn't know what he's doing. No, he, 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 bought, he bought a piece of crap. <laughs> It's like it turns. If he really green. wanted to get somewhere with her, he would have bought something with some 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 flash. But like, let me ask you this: What did he expect getting out of this date? Oh, like, when you're man. 11 years old, See, what this do you is expect? a dangerous subject. I'm gonna go for it. <laughs> He's 11 years old. I'm thinking back to 11 year old me, 11 year old you, 11 year old every red blooded male. How old was she? How how old was she? 30s. 30s, probably. Maybe, okay. maybe low, tw- high 20s. 28. 28, maybe. 28 right. a good. She's 28 like, to 32. Her career's blossoming, 28 years old, right? She's one step away from that promotion that she better not screw up, which this is a major screw oh, up. This is a major screw yeah. up. This is absolutely- Although she's really taken the undercovered thing seriously, maybe give her credit. How far she's willing to go. I don't know. It's like the cop from South Park. Anyway. Freeze. <laughs> anyway, when you're 11 years old, as a kid, like you don't think of like the end game That's what of, I mean. of the date, like the you know the home run, so to speak. That's what <laughs> if he gets a smooch at the end of it, that's like the that's, thing, a home that's run like to the him. max that he's expecting because like he doesn't even know about the other thing. 
Right. Is, she, is he going to call her back? Like, what's going yeah. on? He'd be like, oh, like if he saw a bra, he'd be like, oh. <gasps> Well, think Whoa. about think about big. Think about right? big. And yeah. big, he exactly like, big. He, he sees a boob for the yeah. first time. He doesn't know what to do with it. Like, he's like, oh my god, <laughs> like, that's amazing. But how old was he in? In big, wasn't he only eight? He was really young. They were younger than he looked. He yeah. was really young. So that's a good reference point, actually. So that's like that's what he was. That that was that would have been like the max for that kid. Yeah. That would have been like that's like the goal. You know, not even the goal, but like he wants a girlfriend. It's but on his list. That's even less appropriate. Yeah, if that happened. Yeah, he thinks he's mature for his age, so like no girl at school will do. He wants this bank teller. Yeah. You know, with the hot 90s haircut. I mean, once you see Shay, like all those other girls in school, they're just not as attractive. Don't compare. Right? It's it's the whole like teacher obsession thing, yeah. right? It's People like, are oh, obsessed with their teacher. I don't want a man. I want a woman. <laughs> like, you know, the whole Saved by the Bell thing. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. The, the, the nurse. Yeah, the nurse, right? <laughs> so, yeah. But this is this is highly inappropriate. But like you said, maybe she's going to get good scores because she caught the villain at the end of the movie. Yeah, right? she she went just just to the edge and then she back. She away. came back. She kissed him. Violation. She did kiss him. And it was is a kiss on the too lips. Far? Maybe no one saw it. No, see, okay, look. Cheek kiss, yes. She kissed him on the lips. She did. Lips kiss. No tongue. To a 11-year-old kid, yeah. <laughs> no, tongue. no tongue. It's okay. It's yeah. okay. No tongue. This is highly inappropriate here. Like you kiss your grandmother that way, but like they're not related. <laughs> so that makes it bad. Is your grandmother wearing that dress? No, she's not. <laughs> Come on now. Come on now. And then she showed up at the party with something sexy too. That's what, that's, you know, that's what I'm saying. But here. that's the little more props because there's adults at this party. So did she... Let's skip to the party, right? Because we're talking a little bit about her. It kind of it kind of relates. In order to win her over, he says, I'm throwing this birthday bash for Mr. McIntosh. Why don't you come to Why my house? Why don't you come to my guest of honor at my house, my, my McIntosh's birthday party, he, he a.k.a. his birthday party. Right, because he can't keep putting it off before. Like, oh, you'll meet him later. You'll meet yeah. him later. Yeah. He doesn't think very far ahead. He just wants to see her again. So yeah. he says, oh, we're going to have a birthday party. He hires a birthday party planner, which is one of the worst mistakes he ever made because yeah. this person just was... Two, good thing the internet didn't exist because yeah. this person would have zero star reviews. It's like a broke ass Lisa Turtle. Yeah, basically it was yeah. Lisa Turtle. She was awful and she just wanted the money from him. Yeah. It's a $10,000 deposit, as we said earlier. Went to be at $100,000. But this is where everything gets figured out. Who the hell was invited to this party? <laughs> All these people show he up. He didn't even have any friends. So <laughs> yeah. who who came to the Let party? Let alone adults. I guess they're just like VIPs, man. This it's it's part of the job of the party planner to fill the party. And if she doesn't get a guest list, she's like, screw it. I'm going to fill this myself. I'm not going to be sitting here with nobody at my party. <laughs> if the party's bad, it looks poorly. All, it reflects poorly on the party planner. But was it the town? I mean, shouldn't the town have have asked questions about who is this guy? And I guess maybe that's the intrigue. They went to well, the party for that. The hot name like it's, it's pre-internet, you know. Nobody knows who Macintosh is. He, there's whispers around town that this hot guy Macintosh is in town. He's an eligible bachelor, you know? Nobody knows anything about yeah, him. Yeah, but it's like, you know, whisper down the alley. Things like rumors get started. You know, he, he, who knows what Macintosh is up to? He's a very mysterious, powerful figure. So you got to go down there and see what it's all about. Then you got the party planner who has these like rich, you know, just people just that go to that their job is to go to events. Yeah. And those are the types of professional party goers, professional party goers. And these are the people that show up. Preston has no idea who they are. He ends up spending a hundred thousand dollars on this party that <laughs> he didn't ask for. Like he asked for, it, but he didn't really give any direct. I don't blame the party planner, by the way. I he, do. She got zero direction because Preston was like, "Oh, oh he like, was playing VR he, games." Yeah, he was doing the little kid thing. Where he was like, "Oh, oh do work." <laughs> it's the thing that he got yelled at by his dad. 
The not Ed Harris. Is yeah, not Ed. <laughs> What's his name? Ribald? J- uh, James Reborn. R.I.P. 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 Don't make it. A, don't make it a nightmare. Yeah. R.I.P. Not Ed Harris. Yeah. Is it really the responsibility of the limo driver to maybe tell this kid, "Hey, rein it in a little bit"? Like, come no, on. No, because remember, only only Preston knows how much money he has. Right. He's got started with a million and it's dropping rapidly, right? It's it's in free fall. So everyone around who thinks Macintosh is real assumes Macintosh has an endless supply. He's a millionaire, plural, plural millions, right? Like, like multi millions. Multi millions, right? So they're not questioning the wealth of Macintosh. I just, I think that maybe the limo driver should have seen the signs and maybe if he was more of a friend, maybe he wasn't, yeah. he would have told him like, I don't really think this is going to work out with you and this lady. <laughs> Like, imagine you're a limo driver. You're let's let's make it modern times. You're an Uber driver, right? You're driving an Uber, and some kids telling you how he's gonna hang out with this 32 year old FBI agent or bank teller, whatever the hell. That's just that just that just hit me. Just how like for the last 50 minutes we've been talking about this movie like it's real, and it's just (laughs) I just had this self realization. (laughs) You 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 woke up in the dream. Yeah, I'm like yeah. Like there was a there was a point in time in this conversation where it's like I just it's it's real to me, damn it. It's real to me. It's, I can't. And I just woke up. <laughs> like, oh yeah, it was fake. Yeah. It didn't really happen. I want it to be real. Wait, you mean you didn't know this wasn't Let's a documentary? Go back. Let's go back to when it was real. All right. One, so yeah, yeah, put yourself in this limo driver's shoes. Like, shouldn't you maybe help this kid out and say, Don't think she's into you, dude? Yeah. Like that's not his job. Yeah, but his job on. is to be the buddy, the yes man. This kid is going to get his dreams crushed. Hey, you gotta I'd rather help him out. You got to learn sometime. I'd rather help it him out. It was never going to work with the 30-year-old FBI agent. At least not <laughs> for the next eight years. Yeah. I mean, it's ridiculous. Yeah. So at the party, let's skip to the end here. At the party, things kind of blow over. It's revealed that there is no Macintosh. He's out of money completely because yeah. he can't pay these people. His dad shows up, has a heartfelt conversation with the shadow of Macintosh in the back. Just as Preston realizes he's broke now. He's absolutely broke. Dead broke. We have the screenshot. Yeah. It's it's so he's so broke. Can't pay for the party. He's got three hundred bucks left. He owes a hundred grand. He could sell the house. What is that? Is he uh ninety nine thousand seven hundred dollars in the hole? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, he could sell the house though. Right? He could sell the house. If he sold the house, but Quigley shows up with his goons. After we didn't even mention it, the the race that they had at the park, he was chasing a little kid. Oh yeah, we just blew by the part where they just like they're looking to abduct a twelve year old kid in the the middle of the park. They're driving their car on the grass. Yeah, it's kind of awesome. Actually, it was like Die Hard three. It really was. Like the car was going through the park, and there was a bomb. They show up, and it's kind of like what you said in the beginning of the show, and what all the reviewers said. It's kind of like a a a rip off of Home Alone, but it's not. Well, yeah, it's not. So when the party clears. Quickly, and his goons show up, and they do a Home Alone esque like chase through the house, where he gets a little booby trap action going. The kids like joking around, like he's his life isn't in danger, and they they do that for like five ten minutes, a little longer than I than I liked. Like, I, you know, I wasn't all about the chase scenes. Yeah, to be it honest. wasn't really that entertaining. No. I'd rather see him spend the money. Yeah, I want to see him spend the money and have dates. One of the most dangerous things that happened was he put Quigley in that gyroscope ball. And threw him in a pool. Yeah. <laughs> Locked in a metal ball. No, the best was when Quigley was like face down in the pool, looked like he was dead. 
Surprise! And then, yeah. And then Preston goes up to him and, like, I don't know, to check his pulse or something. Yeah, he should have just <laughs> ran away. And then he just obviously gets grabbed. Yeah. But I don't know. And then Shay shows up, Shay saves shows up, the day. FBI shows up, freeze, you're under arrest. Yeah. Quigley says he's Macintosh. Yeah, he, he takes it. Hey, I'm Macintosh. That's right. This is my house. Get off my property. Good or bad move? It was worth a shot. <laughs> I am Macintosh. Get off my property. It was a pretty good, pretty good shot. It's a losing effort right yeah. there. Well, once he gets booked, they're going to realize he's not Macintosh. He is Quigley, the escaped prisoner. I, I still don't understand how this guy's like out in the wild. Yeah. I just don't it, get it's, it. It's a total Dom Toretto thing where he's just out in the open. So did the question, I guess, around this arrest, right? They all get arrested, but... Did Preston actually do anything illegal throughout this process? Because they named the charges for Mr. McIntosh, you are under arrest for X, Y, and Z. I can't even remember what the hell they are. It's like impersonation, fraud, money laundering, abduction of child, whatever it is. Jaywalking. Right? Jaywalking, yeah. you know, murder in the third degree, whatever yes. it was. Regicide. All <laughs> that stuff. All that stuff. Yeah. Whatever it is. Do you think that Quigley's going down for this or is he getting a good lawyer? No, he's totally going down. If he, if he had a good lawyer, he would have been in jail for money laundering in the first place. Like, come on, money laundering? You get off of that. That's yeah. that's that's like a, uh, you reduce that down, you know. You do community service. Yeah, you do community service. For that. <laughs> community on. service. He's a bad lawyer. He does. He's not a very good criminal, is he? No, he's terrible. He's not. He's not a good criminal. So I, I just want to know, like, what's going to happen to Preston after this? He, he agrees to go on a date. With Shay, and they, I think they compromise on six it's years. Six years. So he, he he negotiated down. She said ten. He said six. He's think, still going to be what fifteen? Oh no, no, he's no, 12, no. He'll, he'll be eighteen. In he'll six be eighteen. Years. Yeah. All right. I guess it's illegal then. So in the movie world, nothing happens, right? All, all you know, he washes his hands. Hey, I was an employee. I was just doing what I was told. Right. I didn't know this guy was up to illegal stuff. I had no idea. This is Macintosh, as far as I do, right? So, you know, you ride off to the sunset. Everybody learns a good lesson and we move on. But did we or did we not uncover a huge plot hole, question mark, Easter egg oh my God, dude. in this movie that I'm afraid many people don't know about? This is 20 plus years later, and I think we uncovered the bombshell. So, true. so before we uncover the bombshell, can we go back in time? Yes. To like the first 20 minutes of the movie or so, half hour? After Preston gets his money and reveals to his parents he has a part-time job working for Macintosh. The father's very interested, and Preston tells his dad, hey, listen, if you don't want me working for this guy, that's fine, but I was going to tell him to look at your investment form for you. Plan 443. So plan, plan 442. 442, 443 is the sequel. <laughs> 442, excuse me. So the father has this plan 442, like a business plan. They don't say exactly what it is. Prospectus. It's a prospectus, right? So Preston says, I'll, I'll have Macintosh look at it for you. Maybe, you. maybe we can invest in it. So his dad perks up. He's all for it. He gets the prospectus, gives it to Preston. We don't hear anything of it the rest of the movie. Exactly. But when we capture the screenshot of the expenses that Preston has gone through to show that he's flat broke, right smack down in the middle of the screen. And we will post this. It might even be the, might even be the, the, the screenshot for our episode. Yes. It shows a $300,000 expense Tied to plan 442. Bombshell. So, Drew, all this money's gone, right? Spent the million dollars. Where's that 300K, Drew? Yeah, his dad got it. His dad got 300,000 of this dollar. Of this, of this dollar. This kid's of an this expert money. in money. <laughs> of this dollar. Of this dollar. This kid's an expert in money laundering already. He laundered that money straight to plan 442. So, now, whatever that stupid business is that I'm sure 
His, I mean, what, what, what? His dad might blow it. Yeah, well, where, where's his dad work? Is he at computers? Like I feel, the, I feel it's the 90s, so he's in computers. They're all on computers. They're all, all these computers. dads are in computers. How do you think he got the yeah. Macintosh? So Plan 442, as dumb as this, whatever this project is, has $300,000 of Quigley's money. This this dirty, filthy, stinking money. They laundered it, though. They so laundered it's, it. It's clean. So is it free and clear? Are they like, is, is that like a, is, that, is there a paper trail to this, Drew? No, see, here's what's going to happen. You know, getting back to Plan Four Four Two, they're going to be looking at these expenses in the court trial when they take yeah, this guy they, they to trial. They definitely are. Who's so a got, witness? We got TVs, Preston. we got sumo rigs, we got Coca Cola. That's what I'm <laughs> saying, man. There's plenty of receipts. Yeah. They can track this back. So maybe he, quickly is innocent. He's definitely going to be. Well, he's innocent. definitely going back to jail for like for escaping jail. Like right. that's the one thing, right? But he didn't do anything with his money. Well, he and, and the attempted murder and the regicide. Yeah, the jaywalking. <laughs> the side. Yeah. No, but he, he didn't do anything with this. He didn't make the purchase. True. Right? He, who, as far as anyone knows, who's the witness to say that he even had that money? It's true. It went straight to it Preston. Straight, Preston found it in a warehouse. Preston found it. Is that a crime? No. Not really. But how did it get there? And they were marked bills. They were marked bills. So the bills. banker's going to jail. So Preston laundered the money. Yes. Quigley could, could throw his hands up and say, hey, I don't know what you're talking I'm about. I'm the bank tush. The bank teller would be like, Pfft. I don't know what you're talking about. He's like, I almost drowned in a pool. That's why I was Macintosh. Yeah, there's no, there's no check. It was burned. His dad's going to jail too, and they're taking hand and foot too with him. Hand and foot. <laughs> That's where they're hiding the funds. They're taking yeah. hand and foot with them. How many That's odd front. jobs? Hand and foot is a front for Project Four Four Two. How many, how many, how many odd jobs are they going to do I mean, with this? We're not making this up. I mean, three hundred thousand dollars is right there on the screenshot. Yeah, Play Project Four Four Two. You can see it. You know, they they invested. <laughs> he's not disappeared his dad <laughs> and it's not a real like it's not public yet so that money is like securely Dude. in the possession of not ed harris yeah and did he write him a check or did he did he give him the cash no man what the hell happened i have questions i i just i'm afraid I, they're not going to be answered has anybody asked this question in the 20 plus i don't years know and if you guys out? listeners if you have any ideas as to what project 442 is and is it illegal as preston and, and more importantly his father going to jail for this is he going down oh because, he's definitely going down yeah I'm exhausted, Drew. <laughs> Good thing we're done. We've been through a lot. We got a couple things left. I feel like this is an action-packed episode. I, man, this was fun. It was a fun return. I got. I'm, I'm losing my voice. Me too. I'm, I'm like, I'm really. I was pumped. I'm excited. I'm tired. It's almost <laughs> You're midnight. Spent. It's midnight on a school night. It's like 2 a.m. right now. Yeah. You know, we record this after midnight. But we got more to do. I mean, we we got to wrap this Just up. Just a little bit. I mean, we 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 have some burning questions, right? Scour the internet. I mean, we had a great idea to like answer some questions from IMDb that we did on our Point Break episode. Come to find out that they just canceled IMDb's forums, which is just a travesty <laughs> a on more moment. than one level. So we scoured the internet, see people chattering about blank check forums, random forums. We got some burning questions. I thought we should get we could answer them, right? I mean, we already answered so many questions, and there are so many questions still unanswered, such as Project Four Four Two. But it's so cryptic. Such a cryptic. It's so cryptic. Man, those waters is waters. Waters is waters. Is, the, the waters, depending on where you're from. Wooders. The wooders. Yeah. Preston Wooders. Preston Wooders. So burning question number one. Let's try. Let's try to get this in under two hours, Drew. They're gone. They checked out when I made the butt joke during the plot during the plot synopsis. Yeah. <laughs> so we got nobody left listening. I'm, I'm I'm like delirious right now. Did the kid or did the father learn their lesson with money when Hell all of a sudden no. done? No, as we just stated. No way. 
they still have 300,000 to answer for. And the, and the father might get accidentally roped into a trial that he had no idea he's going to. It's Preston, this Preston jerk, man. I swear <laughs> to God. I think the kid learned a lesson a bit to where, you know, don't value money so so seriously. Use your childhood. You're not supposed to have a million dollars when you're 11. I think that's the lesson he learned. And the dad learned to, you know, maybe give the kid a break a little bit. That's the most important lesson. Throw the kid 20 bucks when he's got a birthday party to go that's to. That's what I mean. You he's know? not going to... And teach him how to spend it properly. Yeah, I think they both learned that. I agree. And this father will have lots of time in the in- Indiana State Penitentiary <laughs> to think about it. Hanging out with Quigley? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Question two. What was Preston's smartest purchase? I know this. the movie. I know it. What I already it? knew it from day I, see one. See if we're on the same page here. Go right ahead. The limo driver. No. Yeah. Well, yeah, that was a smart purchase. Because he hung out with him he got all a friend. the time. He, he got a friend. bought a friend. He had a fun time. I, you could buy friends that'll do a lot more for but you. It was also, for a lot less money than $100,000. Uh, it was too. cheap, though. If we're saying, see, uh, call it fifteen k. Yeah. I thought he, I thought the limo driver He tried was to take Shay on a date. He tried to speed, you know, there's a lot quicker ways to right. get dates. <laughs> He's 11. He doesn't He's know. He's got money. The internet doesn't exist. Uh, it's true. <laughs> what is it? What's yours? The best purchase clearly was the slide from his office yeah, to that the was pool. Pretty awesome. Such a great idea. Pretty awesome. So good. It was a good slide, too. It wasn't like yeah. one of those crappy It was a ones. great slide. It had water in yeah. the tube. It, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like feeding it. What was the dumbest purchase? The VR set. Yeah. It was like thirty thousand. It, it was pretty bad. It was pretty bad. Five <laughs> what did we say? Eighteen TVs or something? Thirty six. Okay. I guess that's a lot of money back then. Yeah. But it was thirty thousand dollars for like I don't even know what the heck it was like Virtual Boy. Yeah. And plus I know like it's projecting a big screen, but all those lines in between, like there are a lot of like separate box TVs. It's like, I don't want to watch that. But shit. he was like looking at <laughs> he was looking at on his on his eye thing, like I felt like the you can get a freaking Galaxy VR right now yeah. for like a hundred bucks. This thing you talk about inflation, reverse inflation. <laughs> it's like that thing was garbage. Yeah, those things at the mall. You ever do that back in the nineties? Yeah, it was trash, it's garbage. I actually worked for a company for a couple yeah. of days. I quit. We need to have. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> we have another episode. That's for that. another time. We've spent too much time. <laughs> I can't wait to talk yeah. about that someday. Uh, I I agree though. I agree. The VR was pretty lame, and I think on the screenshot it was like thirty grand. Was it worth that? Like Thirty six no. grand. I no. Get out. Get, get no out way. And lastly, I mean, this is random. It was random stuff. Did Quigley murder those old people that he tried to buy the house from? <laughs> yes. He did threaten them. He didn't do it, but maybe Tone Loke did. Maybe Tone Loke. That's yeah. yeah Tone Loke he does had the juice dirty do work. It. Yeah. He had juice and do it. By the way, Juice is the type of guy, he'll never get arrested. Right. Like, he'll get he's away. Sl- he's he'll slippery. Sl- he'll slick away. Yeah. He's slippery. Like yeah. the wet bandits. Oh, yeah. So, like, I- I'd like to think that, you know, after he lost the house to, uh, to Macintosh, you know, maybe, maybe he's got a little angry. He said Juice to, like, take care of some dirty work. But no, I say no because he's not that type of guy. He's not a murderer. He's very white collar. He tries. He's a wannabe. Yeah. He's a wannabe murderer. He's like the wet bandits. He's, he's nothing tough. He's yeah. Harry Marv. Yeah, he's, he's right? nothing tough. I guess that is the equivalent. We keep yeah. talking about Home Alone. It's, you put, it's you put a equivalent. cigar in your mouth and you, and, you, and you raise your voice a little bit. Doesn't yeah. make you tough. All right? Yeah, I agree. All right, quickly. So that's about it for Blank Check. I mean, do you want to send us home? What do we yeah, got? Any emails? We got a couple emails here and we got a new iTunes revision, but I just want to give a shout out to Lee. We have two awesome listeners named Lee. There's Lee from the UK and there's Lee from the US. We got stateside I, Lee and we I, got UK yeah, Lee. I'm, I'm gonna, we're going to call this Lee stateside Lee. So 
I, it was an awesome surprise to get this email. And I got to tell you, it was right before we posted our Point Break episode or right after. And uh, we got we got a, a comment and then an email of what Lee was going to write. Yeah. So I, I want to quickly read through this because I just want to give a shout out to Stateside Lee. I'm assuming Lee is Stateside. It says, it was like Christmas morning this morning when I woke up and saw that you guys are reviewing Point Break this week. Not Home Alone Christmas when your parents forget about you, but Christmas when you get the original Optimus Prime toy. <laughs> Point That's a great Christmas. Point Break is one of my favorite movies of all time. I drafted this email and comment yesterday, but I forgot to send it. I thought it was awesome that you read my mind and reviewed my movie request before I even asked. You guys really do appreciate your fans. We we really do. We actually do. So I'm just going to read through this real quick. because, Like I said, Lee, thank you for putting this together. He says, hey, Drew Badway, I love your podcast. My brother and I, Pinner, not Piner. That's a lesson for you, Badway. Are huge <laughs> fans. <laughs> Still Piner to me. I just listened to your San Andreas episode number 35. I know, I know, I'm behind, but I'll get there. Since I have two young kids that participate in every sport or activity you can think of, I don't have much time to watch movies that don't involve Disney characters and or PG ratings. These are entertaining movies, but I really enjoy action and thriller movies. You guys are bringing back my late teens and early 20s with all your reviews. Of course, I had time to watch movies back then. I was wondering if you thought about reviewing the mo- movie Point Break, the original, of course, effing Johnny Utah. Saw that it got a 68% on the website that we do not talk about, although we're allowed to talk about it now, that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew this may be too high for your very low standards, according to high-qualified internet critics. I, too, enjoy movies that entertain not to get Oscar nominations. Just think about it. Other options may be Stir of Echoes or Fallen if you want to do a thriller. Keep up the great work. The best and funniest podcast out there. Thanks. Go Ducks. Lee. Thank you, Lee. Thank you, Lee. So, so he kind of like foreshadowed, he, he foretold our Point Break episode. Yeah. So we're all on the same page. Yeah, man. Stay side Lee. And then Lee also left us an iTunes review stating, Piter 0202. <laughs> You're not going to let it go. <laughs> it's no. 3 a.m. now. Pitter. I am not your robot, but I am brother to Pitter 01001. Love your podcast. Bringing bros together across the world. Funniest podcast out there, period. My dog, Riggins, yes, named after the one and only, loves your podcast. He says that fire does help break down structural integrity of bricks. <laughs> Canine science. I mean, uh, Randy Cellini, yeah, he, right. he didn't know that secret, but Barry did. He is now sleeping after attentively listening to your podcast, or maybe he's just passed out. He is a Riggins after all. <laughs> well, it's lunchtime, Utah. Give me two. That's, I, Not first robot, off, out. That's amazing that... His dog's name Riggins. Yeah. That's a great name for a dog. <laughs> it's so good. Great. Dude. So I just want to commend yeah. Lee on that. But yeah, thanks for writing in. If you guys want to write in, our website, thelastrowpodcast.com, there's a contact form. Our email is thelastrowpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks to everybody that sent us emails. We try to write back to everybody that writes in. Twitter at thelastrowpod, facebook.com slash thelastrowpod. We have an Instagram page, Snapchat, Google+, whatever. Most importantly, leave us an iTunes review. We'll read it on the air. Thank you to everybody that's taken a couple minutes out of your day to write that for us. We can't say thank you enough, and hopefully we get some more. We're a couple away from this JCBD split. I don't know. Your back's kind of messed up. Man. Yeah, man, I'll still do it. I'm a gamer. Yeah. You know, I'll play Hurt. So... We'll be back. We'll uh, try to be more consistent here. Thank you to everybody for listening to our craziness this yeah. week. <laughs> this is nuts. <laughs> Hopefully, uh, you know, you got through the whole part and you're hearing this part. But um, we'll see you guys next week. Yeah, man. So um, I wish there was a bonus scene where Shay gets back to the like the FBI office and like she just gets berated by the angry commission, by the angry, like, or angry boss. Yeah. I'm just saying, what the hell are you doing? Like the guy from Point Break. Yeah. Like, what are you <laughs> do it wouldn't you get fired for that i mean i know it's ballsy to go do this but you should get probably fired for taking an 11 year old out on a date and maybe maybe she even spent money on that too she knows the law